So it's all come down to this. A dungeon and dragons. I didn't see it coming. Welcome to the world of tomorrow. This is Back to the Futurama, your podcast voyage through the movie reboots of one of the greatest TV shows Fox ever canceled. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. And today we're talking about Bender's Game Part 4. So Ben, I don't know if you remember from last week, but you challenged me. Oh, yes, I did. You challenged me to make a list of Pokemon (laughs) 2 Futurama characters. Okay. And friend... I have done it. I have 12 characters here. All right. Right here in my hand, in on my phone, because that's where I take notes because it's, you know, 2018. Uh-huh. It's the future. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How do you want me to go through these? Do you have characters you're very interested in? Um, I think um, a dealer's choice. Okay. Then I'm just going to go down the list I've had because I think this is a pretty good list. We're going to start with Fry, the, you know, the first character we ever meet. Uh, he's Seal because that's an ice Pokemon. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Leela, I've decided is Machop. That makes the, that makes the sense. chopping and the attacking. Now Bender, I find I see him as somebody with a with a large mouth but a heart of gold, uh, like like Meowth. Okay. I mean, we're going with the anime on this one, but you know, sure. Go from there. Uh, that's fair. Uh, Amy is super cute, but you know, not not it. You know, loving to party. And I think that's Pikachu. Uh, loves to party. Okay, sure. Yeah. Hermes is one I had a lot of trouble with because I couldn't find any uh, Jamaican uh, paper pushers. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, yeah, the, the, oh, the very specific yeah. paper pushing type uh, oh, Jamaican and, and I Pokemon. Prob- yes, exactly. I probably should have said this at the beginning. I am going with Gen 1. So okay. just It's the one I know the best. Just blue and red. I decided to call him Slowpoke because uh, Hermes enjoys some things and he likes to that slow. It, that one was a bit of a stretch. I, there are some that are more of a stretch than others. Uh, the Professor, I it, who is the smartest, most scientific Pokemon you can think of? The answer is Mewtwo. He seems like the one that would do the most science. I mean, he's made out of science. Yeah, see, mm-hmm. see exactly. We're on the same page on this. Unfortunately for Zoidberg... There is no lobster Pokemon in Gen 1, and I was not going to ruin that Gen 1 flavor, so he's Krabby. Okay. No, that makes sense. It's it's in the same yeah, I mean, kind of world. Still yeah. got, he can still do the woo-woo-woo-woo-woo exactly. with the little claws. Like, that's that's exactly. a for real thing. Uh, so, Nibbler, who is is the cutest, but he's also very powerful. So, I went ahead and called him Mew. Uh, I was also challenged to have Zap by friend of the podcast, Tema. <laughs> okay. And, and with her guidance, I decided that he is Magikarp. Um, sure, I can see that. Flails around, Flails around doesn't really lot. do anything, is uh-huh. very ineffective. Thinks he's competent, but he's not. Right. Mm-hmm. He could he could evolve at some point, but he will never do that. He will literally <laughs> never do that. <laughs> Kif, I it took me a bit, but I think I found him. He's very defensive. He uh he's he's withdrawn and I, uh that's Metapod. Okay. And you know, they're both green. Yeah, and they're mm-hmm. both green. Mom, I think, was the hardest one to do for me. I had literally no idea. So I, I thought, well, any time she comes in, something bad is about to happen. She's kind of like 
the most, the biggest antagonist. And I can think, what at the end of the game, past the final four, do you get to? And you get to the legendary Pokemon, the 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 flying ones. Uh-huh. And I picked Articuno. Kind of icy. cold, yeah, icy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to finish it off with Scruffy. He is Snorlax. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Scruff. Uh, yeah. Scruffy is a perfect Snorlax. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's why he's at the bottom. That he's the the closer to the list because he's perfect dead on. Okay. No, that's a pretty good list. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed with with that. Okay. Well, I, for once, I I put you to task and you did a thing and, and it was competent. I did a competent job at an opening bit and for the. Hold on. I have to unfurl the banner. He. It says it says he did it. <laughs> I'm good old fashioned mission accomplished banner. Mm-hmm. Yep, nailed it. All the confetti and balloons. Yeah, that's definitely why we're doing so great at this podcasting <laughs> thing today because uh, it's we have to talk through all the balloons in here. It's it's a lot of balloons. So um, many balloons, but you can't hear any of them. Not a one. Silent balloons because it, it's 2018. <laughs> They're making them silent now. <laughs> They're holographic. Should we get into... Yes. Ben- I mean, we've talked so much about Pokemon in the last episode and now in this whole entire opening bit. Hey, I, I, was, uh, I was finishing a challenge and, and uh, I, I originally had some different Pokemon, but friend of the podcast, Emma, was like, no, you got to go by personality. And I'm like, you're right. Okay. Yeah. Because well, originally I had Fry as Charmander and that didn't fit. It no, just fit it really by the, did not. The hair. Thanks to friend of the podcast, Emma, for helping out on this one task I asked Mike to do for once in his life. Um, I mean, I, other I, than watching a TV show that he likes I've and been, talk about it, I've been pretty consistent on that watching thing. Pretty consistent. I didn't say perfectly consistent. B plus. I'm so, okay with that. Okay, Bender's game part four. We get a previously on Futurama thanks to mom who slaps us, which is what you yeah, know seems pretty legit. <sighs> totally legit better than some of the other ones where amy's top flew off that's true morbo eating the screen that is all true you are not wrong about that. like that's in character for mom i i mean i'm not sure i'm gonna say amy's top flying off is out of character that's fair there's other problems with that one specifically yes so (laughs) we we start off right back right in the cave with the tunneling horror that turned out to just be a zoidberg and then the real tunneling horror and uh bender is so terrified that he's puking out nuts and bolts sure uh leela has decided to turn away from killing after killing zoidberg the zoidberg creature um who then (laughs) uh is not quite dead and taunts her and then she kills him a little bit more including chopping his liver up before beheading him and leaving leaving fry on his own yeah, um, I mean, she's she's two seconds into this not killing thing, and she's not very good at it. No, but everything takes practice. It's true, right? You can't you don't just say, "Hey, I'm gonna stop killing." You you've gotta you know you it's hard to go yourself cold turkey yeah. on anything, really. I mean, maybe she needs to go to killing rehab. Exactly. Also called jail. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that 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 that's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you contextualized that very well. And now uh I can't believe I didn't see it before. I my note just says um she accidentally double kills Zoidberg. Which At this is point a lot. I think it's more than double. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. 
all this is going on while the tunneling horror is actually like trying to kill this party of adventurers mm-hmm. as Leela just gives up on killing at this exact moment. And then Fry's plan is I'll just huck whatever I've got in my pockets at it. Luckily, he's got the die of power in his pockets. It's true. Uh, it lands on three, which is grow. Also, I have a random note that says Amy and the professor are making out. Oh, sure. That happened. Yep. She kind of makes out with everybody. Yeah. Fry grows super big. Thankfully, uh, while the rest of his clothes rip off, his underwear manages to stay in one piece. It's the the uh, Incredible Hulk. It's Incredible Hulk brand underpants. Guaranteed. I gotta get those underpants. Guaranteed not to rip if you grow in size. I gotta get those underpants. I mean, it legal legal requirement in the city of Portland. You know, you gotta make sure that's covered. Mm-hmm, exactly. Mm-hmm. You never know. Like sometimes, just oh, and now my pant, my underpants have all ripped up. Right, like you going around being like, you wouldn't like me when I'm angry, and I w- also don't want to be arrested for that because yeah, it's indecent. It's indecent. Unless I'm riding a bike. As a protest. (laughs) That's the part that makes it legal. Anyways. I I guess you could probably contextualize becoming the incredible naked Hulk uh, being a protest of something. I guess. I mean, what are, you know, just, I don't know what you're protesting specifically, but. I'm certainly angry about it. Just call it, just call it freedom of speech. I'm Ooh. big and green and naked because freedom of speech. Deal with it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes. So Fry grows really big. Thankfully, he still has underwear covering the right. bits. Um, and then he shouts, I'm big in your face, everybody from middle school, especially Jeremy. <laughs> See? Jeremy's coming back around. Jeremy is coming back around. Jeremy's always coming back around. Um, Stop it, Jeremy. Always. Always. So, I'm telling you, I will never <laughs> stop making that reference now. But <laughs> So, he is super big. And he punches the tunneling, like, he punches a hole in the tunneling horror. Right through. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, it is um, impressive. It it doesn't quite die. Like it, yeah, it, it shrinks a ton and then, like... Yeah, and it leaves, like, a trail of, like, blood and whatever. And it kind of runs off a little bit. But um, it doesn't seem to die despite the big hole that's been punched right. in it. Which makes me really terrified of the tunneling horror if I'm going to be honest well it was a critical hit but it wasn't a you know a killing blow mm-hmm. so it it it's pretty pretty fine then as when uh fry shrinks down he starts becoming more and more like golem as he starts being seduced by the power of the die yes he like he goes straight up golem on it um that's actually the word the phrase i had written mm-hmm. in my notes straight yeah. up golem on it's it. a it's a quick goleming at this point, the professor, or the wizard, I guess he's both. Great um, He's like, don't be seduced by the power. And he's like, hang on a second. And then um, professor, yes. wizard, whatever, Greyfarn is making out with uh, Gynecoladriel. Oh, the, boy. Uh, uh, what is she supposed to be again? Like um, a water nymph. Water nymph. Yeah. A really sexy, sexual water mm-hmm. nymph. 
meanwhile, back at Mommin's Lair, um, Mom, I just, I literally just wrote that she summons a troll. I think his name was Peaches. Yes, I believe so. Um, and she has him slap the sons with like this uh, glove on the end of a, a morning star. Um, I don't remember why she's mad at them. I only wrote that. Uh, I think she it's. Slaps them. I think it's because she requested them dead, and they are clearly not. Right. I just, you know, her default mood is to be mad at them. Yeah, it's the, it's the slap. You know, I mean, we talked about it with the previously on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we got slapped. Exactly. It's slaps giving up in here. You just got slapped <laughs> across the face, my friend. The best thing is, I specifically referenced slaps giving because I knew you would start singing that song. <laughs> I played I you like it. a fiddle, my, I, my good sir. You know what? I'm okay by that. She is mad because the group is not dead. Yes. Uh, they're not even maimed, yeah. I believe she says. Yes, I believe that is correct. And then it cuts to this weird sort of centaur duel going on. But it's a debate. Yeah, like they're sort of like circling each other, um, you know, getting real into it. And then it turns out they're just having a really intense, polite debate. Yes, it's it's interesting that that is the, the venue for debate that they, they have designed, but... By all means. I mean, you know, you don't have any sort of violent anything. So, yeah. I mean, like, even, I mean, they're so anti-violent. You don't even get, like, football, soccer. Right. Um, baseball's probably too violent. Oh, sure. I mean, you're hitting something oh, with, yeah. with a bat. They I have mean, archery. Yeah, but... That's the extent mm, of it. Yeah. And I mean, dancing. They do have dancing later. Right. So, that's all they've got. Debate and dancing. So, what are you going to do with your time off? If debate and dance. If you're too tired to dance, and if you are tired from already debating... You watch the debate. You watch the debate, and you need somewhere to do that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, plus building a a whole arena for a debate, that's jobs. That's centaur jobs, sure. my friend. I'm just... Con- I'm, I'm not necessarily thinking that the, the construction or anything was... It's just the design, really, because it's a coliseum. Mm-hmm. And they're down in the middle of it. I it just seems like that's you'd you'd probably want a stage rather than da- like basically the Ro- the Roman Coliseum. To each but their own. Yeah, that's true. I guess I guess it's everybody has their own sense watching, of design. I prefer watching my debates in a coliseum. It's fair, and that's just how I like it. Don't judge me. I hey, I'm not judging. I I literally was on the debate team for four weeks. Well done. Yeah, I was bad. <laughs> I, I think like the moment I say the word I was on debate, there everybody's like, oh, why? Oh, what wh- you are bad at talking. I was bad at it. I went to Did- like states and I got destroyed in every single one with my and my poor partner. He he had been on there. <laughs> he had been on the team and I, I don't even remember why I was brought in. I think I was like somebody like left like moved away and they're like I don't know. Eh, so what you you're seem fine. what you're saying is th- what happened was you were in the stands at the debate coliseum. Sure. Also then, known as Liberty University, but yes. And then one of the debaters was killed tragically in a debating accident and then the debate coach looked up to the stands and pointed up at you and was like, you, I need you to be on this team. Just like every football man's dreams, uh-huh. but about debate. 
Yes, that is a more dramatized version of what happened. And um, then you got crushed. Oh boy, did I ever. Okay. It was funny because we had gone to a meet like a couple weeks before the big one and we'd actually won that one. So it's like, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't. Oh, and then just the <laughs> avalanche came down on us. It was, it was bad. So Leela shows up. It was a good time. Leela shows up to, <laughs> to the, uh, learn the centaur's ways of wimpiness and offers a carrot because they're centaurs and they mm-hmm. enjoy carrots. I mean, I enjoy carrots, too. That's true. That has nothing to do with being a centaur. Well, I'm it, sure the joke is there, but carrots are good. I'm just going to throw that on the table. The more you know. Coming up, my podcast on vegetables. <laughs> what, what are they? Does Ben enjoy them? Which one does Ben enjoy more? Tune in. Well, I was Tuber waiting. Tuber in. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad one. I thought of it and I was like, oh, God, don't do. Oh, I did. I I. I tried to stop myself before I did it, but I did. I did do it. Oops, I did it again. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing anymore. We get a montage of Leela le- learning to be a wimpy centaur. Teletubbies are there. Uh, they shoot flaming arrows at each other that collide in midair, and it's just a big piece firework. Yeah. They play that like beanbag tic-tac-toe where you throw a beanbag. Yeah in it and um yep that's that game's not fun there's no strategy to that because it could come up x or it could come up oh you don't know it's true there's no strategy to that i mean you get to you you at least get to choose where you're gonna throw your thing or at least attempt to to throw your thing so there's that but it's not killing people and that's the important thing it's true because Leela is just done killing people. I mean, people. I guess killing people due to uh, boredom is not violence. Yeah. Because that is... You're right. It is... There's little strategy and it's not fun. Like, like there's a reason we stop playing tic-tac-toe when we're like six. Or maybe if you're bored in a meeting. I don't know. I've occasionally done that. Gotta do something. I mean, doodling, tic-tac-toe. Coming up with Pokemon to be other things i mean yes i do that more than i do tic-tac-toe i okay as you can tell how good my pokemon list was you're you're a pro so uh back, something i'm back sure at the geysers of gygax just outside the cave mm-hmm. they finally made it through they make it through the cave um bender is all ready to go home and he's like what's the fastest way to go home through the cave and then i believe uh the uh, gray farn hits him with his staff yeah, I would as I well. I agree, yeah. Um, Fry has now gone full Gollum. Oh, yeah, it's he is, immediate. His clothes are all ripped up from when he got huge. He is, he's got like may, maybe 10 strands of hair on his head. He is hunched over, and he is holding this die of power, mm-hmm. uh, which he keeps calling his... Um, uh, he, I wrote it down later. He keeps calling it like his um, dodecalicious. Oh, I see. oh yes, I remember why I didn't write that down. He keeps calling it his dodecalicious, which mm-hmm. um, I really enjoy because, uh, as sure. we've discussed, it's a dodecahedron. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I yes, I'm not a as big of a fan of it because it's it just seems forced. 
it's a very obvious like golem oh, yes. thing and you know golem my precious and also it makes me think of fergalicious but about a 12-sided die which is something we can all enjoy mm-hmm. why does it make you think about fergalicious because it sounds like it dodecalicious fergalicious i mean i they're I, both kind of delicious but, but fergalicious would not come to mind very quickly for me at all uh, we're just two different people mike <laughs> we certainly are <laughs> just two different one people. of us is a squirtle and the other is a bulbasaur <laughs> <laughs> gotta bring it back to the why we're here okay pokemon well. back to back to the pokemon okay so is it too late 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 to rebrand to pokemon to the futurama um five seasons in yeah i think so <laughs> all right so I, I suppose we'll stick with back to the futurama so they set up a camp sort of uh viewing distance from the geysers of gygax mm-hmm. they are blocked by Mammon's army of evil but they decide to go to wipe castle at dawn to raise an army of their own i definitely repeatedly thought i mean and i've seen this before but it's been a while mm-hmm. i definitely kept thinking that they were saying white castle sure which you know i mean they make the joke yeah. because they're like well we can get some of those greasy burgers it wasn't until they show up later uh which i'm skipping ahead a bit but it wasn't until they show up at the castle with all the like toilet yeah architecture where i'm like oh right wipe castle got it all right yeah they 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 you know use the not great joke as much as they could. They went to town on this wipe castle joke. They really they sure did. did. Yeah. Um, and it's not all that great. But that is a little bit down the road. Um, uh, Amy does suggest that the burgers are great because you can eat a ton of them and not gain any weight because of all of the diarrhea they give you. So, you know. I wonder what that's supposed to say about White Castle. Look, I've never been to a White Castle Me because they have uh, they don't exist anywhere I've ever lived. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing that I know about White Castle is that Harold and Kumar went there. Hey, good for them. I'm, I'm glad that they've decided to do such great things with their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, they met Neil Patrick Harris along the way. Yeah, I remember and, that being um, the case. You know, um, that's it. That's it. That's all I know. Well, I mean, I think that's good enough. It's about the same amount as as stuff that I knew. And it's that's all the Wikipedia says about White Castle. <laughs> Harold, <laughs> Harold and Kumar went there. White Castle is a place. Harold and Kumar went there. They met Neil Patrick Harris. End of Wikipedia. That article. sounds. That sounds more like a children's book. <laughs> White White Castle is a place, and then like a picture of a White Castle. Um, Harold and Kumar went there. <laughs> they met their friend Neil Patrick Harris. <laughs> Do you see Neil Patrick Harris? Oh man, I need this children's book now. I never realized that I need this children's book in it, my life. Instead of a novelization of Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, a I children's need a children's book. book. Yeah. <laughs> So they're about an hour from Wipe Castle. We get a little bit of a cut to inside um, Mammon's mm-hmm. fortress. Who is continuing to monitor, monitor them through the die of power. And just like we got before, it's, it's a, an almost identical shot where um, it's her two eldest sons mm-hmm. and she is telling them a secret. Um, they're giving, she's giving them a mission 
that Ignis cannot hear because right. she doesn't trust him for secret reasons. And just like before, he is sweeping, although he's doing it now with like a magic wand, sure. like Sorcerer's Apprentice style, mm-hmm. uh, only without all the killing. And he I should mean, be a centaur. Mm-hmm. And it's the same reaction where like he is very shocked at what, again, we don't get to hear. Right. And then it cuts back to this little makeshift camp where Fry goes on a little bit of a tangent. Good Lord, I wish I understood what was going on here. I mean, I think I do, but it's like his multiple personalities ended up manifesting in a weird knife infomercial on like QVC or a shopping channel of some uh-huh. kind. And I swear to God, I don't understand this. Like, I mean, I, I, it's a very good, it's, it felt like I was watching QVC for a bit, but like, uh-huh. I don't see exactly how it was funny. I mean, I think, I think it was funny in the, in that sort of like where they are just like being rolling super, with it. Yeah. They're just like being super random about I something. F- I feel like because they were sort of stretching out a plot into four episodes yeah, and they're like, okay, we already got how this ends. We need something. And then some writer was like. Fry gets the idea to stab his his compatriots because he envisions an infomercial for a knife called the Eviscerator with real staghorn handle. Can we stretch that to two to three minutes? Yes, we can. Because they did. Yeah, because like I, again, like I hadn't seen this in a while. Yeah. I forgot just how long this part goes on for. <laughs> it, it's it goes, surprising. It goes for quite a while. <laughs> It was enjoyable, but in that kind of like, what am I watching? Oh, yeah. No, it definitely. And I mean, we know a thing or two about tangents here on Back to the Futurama. Us? Never. But it, yeah, it's definitely just like, and careening off the road. <laughs> you know you know that, that meme where it's that car like swerving off onto an exit? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I imagine that where the road sign <laughs> says actual Futurama plot, and then the exit is like... Knife infomercial. Knife infomercial joke. And they're just swerving off onto that because, man, they go they go full force onto this. And now that we've mentioned that meme, we're going to get that, what you just described, but also a meme where it's like, back to the Futurama, talking about Futurama, Pokemon, <laughs> whoosh. Or the I don't know which button to hit guy, where he's like swiping his brow of the sweat and he's uh-huh. like talk about Futurama and yes and no and just like I don't know look I'm just gonna say this here and now I am here for memes made about back to the Futurama (laughs) that's how you know you've made it please meme us we that's that's the fastest way to get memes if you just request it very very nicely please meme us we would love to be memed hashtag meme back to the Futurama so the end of this little infomercial that he has hallucinates his other self, because that's the other thing. It's his other self this <laughs> yeah. whole time. Well, two of his other two selves. of his other selves, because uh, another one comes in to just really talk up the oh, quality yeah. of that real staghorn handle. I mean, when you, you you can't just have one person talking up this staghorn can a, ha- a handle. You have to have two because it's it's for forty four point ninety five gold pieces. Yeah, staghorn. It's, it's a steal. Yeah, the very end of this infomercial. He his other self says something. The line is, um, uh, "This is a knife you want. If you want a knife to slice up your friends in their sleep." I mean, that's pretty straightforward. It's pretty specific. It is very specific. 
And so at that fry um, or Frido, I guess. Um, yeah, because we're definitely yeah he's he's we're definitely going to Lord of the Rings territory oh, yes. here. So Frido gets the idea to get this knife with the real staghorn handle and um, slice up his friends in their sleep. And so he sneaks up on Bender's sleeping bag and starts stabbing. And Bender does not die because it turns out he's sleeping in Gynecoladriel's sleeping bag with Gynecoladriel. Mm -hmm. Also, uh, dubious whether that it would have done anything, he is a robot. He continues to be a robot. It's true. But, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta uh, appreciate the hustle from Frido. It's true. And Bender appreciates that real staghorn handle. (laughs) He really does. (laughs) That, it's amazing to me that how much it went on this handle (laughs) for like four minutes of this episode Uh of, of a fourth. This is the big one. (laughs) This is the, (laughs) this is the final part of this i am kind of curious as to like i didn't time it but i am kind of curious about how long that infomercial is (laughs) i should go back and time it so frido takes off after failing to kill bender Mm -hmm. or uh titanius i guess if i'm using everyone's D &D names i should be consistent on that sure and then frido runs off into who knows where Mm -hmm. uh in the morning the remaining party members uh gray farn Gynecoladriel and uh, Titanius are hoping Frido is going to the geysers as they reach Wipe Castle. That was a sentence you just said. <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> I can't wait to listen to that back and be like, wow, I actually got through mm-hmm. a sentence. Okay. Um, we do get a scene where the head of Zoidberg offers to take the die from Frido and destroy it for him. He, uh, Fry agrees, but he's he's fighting his multiple personalities, and he starts to to plead for for help from the disembodied head of Zoidberg. The sentences that the show makes us it's say a lot. There's um, a lot going on here. They so they uh, the the rest of the party goes to Wipe Castle. Um, Earl plays a real jaunty tune on his oh, little yeah. horn there. He does is, his little jazz yeah. jazz solo. And they clap for it because it's very good. It is very good. Um, what's not very good is that it turns out Roberto is the king of Wipe Castle, and he is, I would say, even more insane than like normal Roberto. Yes. Um, Agreed. Normal Roberto just wants to stab things, mm-hmm. and I feel like Roberto in this universe is mad that Frido already took the stabbing route, right? And so now he has to just like up his game. Yeah, I mean, you you, you don't step on my game. I'll have to do something crazier than you yeah like i'm i'm gonna turn it buck wild they ask for help but king roberto says i don't remember what he says but i just wrote that he goes crazy yeah there's like he sees other other beings in the room that aren't there he He tells a flying avocado to stop laughing at him which it is and we're recording this on national avocado day did you know that i i did not and i did not have any avocado today so now i feel bad yeah we're terrible millennials just the worst i literally wrote today as national avocado day in my notes (laughs) so you can remind yourself yep bender decides that since the king is just not in his senses uh that he is going to place himself in command of the royal army but the royal army uh got killed off by some ridiculous scheme that the king did i didn't write it down uh (laughs) 
This uh, the king uh, thought the scallops were going to attack and sent the army after them and then sunk them. So there's no royal army. Yep, and right at that moment, Mummin's forces show up at a defenseless wipe castle, blowing a very large horn. I my next note just says blowing contest because they did do that <laughs> because the orcs are like, oh, maybe they didn't hear us, or since there's no army. And then so they blow the horn in like some pattern. And then Earl is like, oh, you call that blowing a horn? And um, Earl is, starts to like do like some real jaunty tunes and whatever. And then a horn comes up and just blows him yeah, away. That's pretty good. It was a pretty good visual gag. I liked it. It was it was good. So the, this assault on White Castle starts. I don't like the phrase I just said, but that's fine. <laughs> There's only so this much toilet you can do. Kingdom, the assault on the toilet assault, assault on the toilet kingdom um, is the name of my new book. Um, you can order it on Amazon. I don't want to. I don't want you to either. I don't know. So I don't know why you've written this book, but I don't want it. Yeah. N- I guess I've also written the foreword. I don't know. <laughs> I still don't want the book. Nobody. Nobody wants the book. So, so Mummin's forces are attacking, uh, in, including a like literally these giant kangaroos. They're huge. I really liked the giant kangaroos oh, because, I like, agree. you see, I mean, like Lord of the Rings had those giant like elephant mm-hmm. mammoth sort of things. You don't ever see giant kangaroos just assaulting a castle. You you well, unless you're watching this, unless movie. you're watching this movie, and, and then, then you, you do, have, and yeah. it's. It's pretty dang good. It's the animation on like these kangaroos taking these giant jumps is oh, yeah. awesome. I was a big fan of the kangaroos. It's totally well done. I agree. Yeah, and uh, the the orcs are doing pretty good. Oh um, yeah, there there's no army. There's, there's no resistance. The the only real defense is that one of them sees Amy taking a gynecological taking off her uh top and then drool drools with like acidic spit mm-hmm. uh down a ladder and that's like literally the only defense that is i believe happening. titanius did hit somebody with a mallet or something he hits one of them yeah and that's pretty much it that's pretty much it it's not a good defense Nud- um, nudity and a mallet is not a good defense i mean <laughs> I, I guess i can't give away all my tactics anyway the centaurs are watching and they start sending arrows through the hills to inform the rest of the centaurs. And once it hits the tavern in which they're dancing, it hits the, it's a target labeled war, but not the flood, fire, economic downturn, or celebrity breakup target. The celebrity breakup target has a lot of holes in it. It's, it's happened a lot. I mean, think about how many celebrities break up and get together in, in our world. It's a lot. I choose not to think about that because that means that I am paying attention to celebrity gossip. Well, I guess you've <laughs> defeated me here. Haha. I've bested you in this debate. You really are bad at debate. You weren't <laughs> kidding. There's a reason I'm not a professional debater. Um, You, you know I want to make that joke. I and know. I'm not touching that with a 10-foot pole. There's... Uh, but I am a master at it. I'm an apprentice. An apprentice debater. Nailed it. (laughs) This is nothing. I'm a journeyman debater. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a craftsman debater. 
how many levels of uh, skilled? I'm an intern debater. An intern, intern debater. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm a senior debater. Okay. I'm a certified debater. Yeah, ooh, I like that. <laughs> um, I'm a chief debating officer. Okay. Um, I've re- I've really gone up the ring. Yeah. <laughs> you're really you're really just climbing up that uh debating ladder. Debating ladder. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, <laughs> this is nothing. Legala wants to fight because there's this war that has just mm-hmm. been uh announced. Um Hermaphrodite challenges Legala to a debate because they believe that violence is never the answer. Right. Frido and Zoidberg really never gets a name. He doesn't because he they think that he is the tunneling horror and then he's just like, no, I'm not. And he never just his roommate. Yeah, he never gives a name. I mean, I'm fine calling him Zoidberg. Okay. So he's a Zoidberg in every dimension. It's yeah. you always have Zoidberg. <laughs> you all always have Zoidberg. Frido and Zoidberg get to Mammon's stronghold and uh Frido is standing there with the die above the plastic, trying to throw it in with all of his might, trying to fight against the multiple personalities to get this done. Yeah, he he really wants to, but he just, at the same time, really does. I mean, he's full Gollum. It's, you know, much like the series of movies, which, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen them, why are you listening to this? Because it's basically the movies. But <laughs> I mean, kind Zoidberg of. Zoidberg bites Frido and he drops the die and it starts kind of rolling across the uh, mm-hmm. the floor. Um, and at this point, Mammon casts a spell to turn herself into a dragon. I think that's a reasonable thing, especially as the die lands on 12. Mirror mania. And that turns Fry into a mirror dragon. And Fry gives maybe the best line ever. So it's all come down to this. Dungeons and dragons. <laughs> I, and then Zoidberg's like, I didn't see it coming. <laughs> and I like that because every time I've ever done a D&D game for new players, if I don't immediately have dungeons and dragons... Mm-hmm. They're like, I thought this was called Dungeons and Dragons. And when, <laughs> when dragons and inevitably show up, they're like... Oh well, finally we see the dragons and the like. It's always a thing. Sure, yeah. So I it was one of those other like I've run a lot of D and D games, so I really appreciate this on a different level than <laughs> what probably a lot of people enjoy. Right, but it was yeah. very good. I loved the joke. It's a very good joke. I agree. Back at Wipe Castle, oh man, Bender has an idea because things are looking grim. His idea, he surrenders and tells the orcs to eat his friends. I mean, he just wants to remain on living. Um, but suddenly, a cloud of arrows just destroy the orcs cornering them with Legola uh, leading the charge. My note says, Legola won the debate, and then parentheses, with violence. It's very clear, yes. So yeah, more arrows come in, and all the orcs die except for one, which Legola punches in the face, and then... Uh, Everyone's saved. And Hooray. then Gynecladriel makes out with Legola for a bit. And they pause to watch. Sure do. Instead of, you know, going to save Frido. I mean, you know, 
I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. Sure, but I feel I am here to remind people priorities. That this is the, important. This is the dungeon master in you, my friend. Hi, like world is going to end over here. Why are you? Why are you guys trying to to corner a market on uh, raising rust monsters? To uh, what? Why is this literally happened in the game? <laughs> Granted, I wasn't running that one, so maybe that's a bad example. Mm-hmm. Point is, players will always get sidetracked by the weirdest things. Sure, even if it's two fantasy women making out. I have nothing else to say, but I I will take your word for it. I've only run one game and it was very weird. And no fantasy women made out, so you you don't have any uh I don't have a context for it. No, yeah. you really don't. Back at the geysers, <laughs> Fry and Mommen are fighting, and Mommen asks, Are you aware that a dragon's one weakness is its soft underbelly? Fryto's like, I didn't know that. And then Mommen attacks him directly there with a giant bite. In the soft underbelly. Just at that point, the rest of the group starts coming down this giant, thin stone staircase. Looks very similar to the one in The Lord of the Rings. It's true. You know what I just realized? This whole thing is a play on Lord of the Rings. A lot of it is, yes. Whoa. Okay. I know. I was surprised too when my, I found my out. My mind is blown. So the... I was surprised too when you said it about five minutes ago. The wizard Greyfarn says, uh, we'll be down there defeating you. And all, all thanks to the existence of this fragile staircase. Mammon stomps the ground and the stairs disintegrate. But at that point, uh, this giant spider comes down and um, Ignis is on it. Then things get a little bit weird. <laughs> Because then now they're weird. Then they start fighting Star Wars style. Uh, Greyfarn has like a uh, his staff glows blue, and Ignis has like a, a some sort of weapon that yeah, yeah. like starts gl- glowing red. It's straight up Star Wars. Yes, all of a sudden in this D and D universe, it's, it's it's a weird crossover. But I love the reason they start fighting is because Ignis calls it a magic bug. <laughs> and it's count the legs it's eight it's a magic arachnid get it right and then they start fighting and it's the it's the most pedantic thing to have a apparently lightsaber fight over i mean it it's is pretty amazing arachnid is technically correct which is the best kind of correct i'm not disagreeing with you but i don't think i'd fight with lightsabers over it you say that but you don't actually have a lightsaber i mean I, if you I, had a lightsaber you'd think i'd pull it out every time i could uh, wouldn't you? I mean, I would. I mean, I use it as a tool, certainly. Well, you need that open? Done. Uh-huh. Let's open that soda. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, you just melted the soda, so that's cool. It's hey, all but steam look, now. But look how cool it was. Oh, it was very cool, but oh, I'm still thirsty. Cool. Well, let me go get you some water. <laughs> <laughs> now water's everywhere. No, now it's just steam. Lightsabers are very hot. Oh, that's true. They are plasma, according to canon. Oh, the Star Wars canon. We're, that, that's a whole different podcast <laughs> that for once I don't want to be the one to do. So, <laughs> um, I mean, that's a good instinct. I think follow that instinct. Yeah. Meanwhile, down at the uh, on the floor, uh, Fry manages to get Mommen in the soft underbelly, uh, to which she exclaims, my underbelly, my one weakness. <laughs> uh, they both retreat back to their human forms, wounded. Uh, my next note just says Zoidberg debates infinite power. (laughs) 
I mean, that's the best way to describe it. Because he's holding this die. He's like, I can throw it in or I could just hold on to it. I could complete. I could go over there and grab the whole set. And uh, spoiler, that's what he does. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, Ignis reveals that Greyfarn is his father in a what I call a reverse Star Wars. Yes, it is 100% reverse Star Wars in this D&D setting in a Futurama <laughs> episode that is a Futurama movie. It goes. It has so many layers. It's a Russian nesting doll of weird nerd things. <laughs> and you're listening to a podcast about it. Ooh, another layer it's on another top. layer <laughs> of nesting dolls. Uh, <laughs> Greyfarn basically just hits his head a bunch with his staff until he falls off the platform. The Because uh, he doesn't want to believe it. Yes, he falls off and... Meanwhile, Zoidberg has collected all the other dice. Uh, he's very happy. He's like, I have all the dice. I'm the dungeon master. <laughs> it's a very good line. Prese- presented in the way that only Zoidberg can. Yep. And then um, I don't remember what happens to Zoidberg. My next uh, note just says Mommen gets all the dice. Uh, Greyfarn lands on him. Oh, right. That makes sense. And then that causes the dice to roll right to her, and she picks them up, and she wins. Yeah, everything looks all evil. It starts going purple. Um, All the ground starts breaking away. Everybody falls back into this hole and comes out into the real world. Mm -hmm. The prime Futurama world, where uh, the professor reveals that the alternate universe was created by Bender's imagination with the dark matter resonance. And not freaky dreams or ghosts, as Fry is questioning. I mean, it, you know... Good questions. Good questions. Like, you never know when ghosts are really there. Jeremy. <laughs> Freaking Jeremy, man. I, I, you can always feel he's near. Always. Always. So, they're like, oh, so the professor in this world still has this... Uh, the anti-crystal mm-hmm. swallowed. Um, it's still glowing in his belly. So they bring out that prune syringe again. And they say commencing intestinal flash flood, which I'm not... It's awful. A big fan of. <laughs> it's awful and amazing. The professor, though, having just found out that Igner is his long-lost son, mm-hmm. didn't even know he had a son, now he's got a uh, son... Yep. That's how that works. Yes. I don't know where I was going when you, with that. When you learn a thing, you learn that thing. When you learn a thing, thing, that thing is learned by you. <laughs> the more you know. Excellent. Uh, so the professor asks, now that he knows that he has had a son this whole time, uh, he asks to give his son a hug. And even mom's cold, dead heart melts a little bit about, at that. She's like, oh, of course. Well, she also says, I don't hug him, so somebody should. So, still cold. Yeah. Just um, less cold. Okay, I'm not going to say melts. It, it, uh, there's like a little match next to it, and like a little bit just sort of liquefies. A little it's bit. Still liquefies, a, but it's doesn't It's still fall. mostly a cold, dead heart. Yes. Um, so they, they hug, and it turns out Igner ate the... Uh, 20-sided crystal. Mm -hmm. Like father, like son. And so as they hug, their stomachs are close enough that they get 
their their energy does whatever weird sciency thing happens mm-hmm. and they cancel each other out and they explode in a puff of gas where they both burp like father like son it's true at that point dark matter becomes worthless mom literally picks up a, a ball of it and it just crumbles in her hands which is not the way it used to do before it was very dense and couldn't pick it up it used anyway. to weigh more than a thousand suns exactly um the professors just thought up of an alternative energy source nibbler power and the final shot is uh, an army of Niblonians dragging the uh, Planet Express ship back to the Planet Express building. And that is the end of Bender's game. And that means that it is time for... Grades. For this episode, I think it brought everything together pretty well. Um, it it With the way that the third episode kind of like jumped into the fantasy stuff, um, this one that that uh conclusion was satisfying um and then came back to the real world very quickly i thought and had to pay that off um either way i i think it was it was funny there was a lot of good references like you were mentioning uh to dungeons and dragons weirdly star wars um a whole uh lord of the rings i i thought it was pretty well put together um i i, I enjoyed it um so i'm probably going to give it a a b okay for for just that episode. Okay. I'm I'm probably I'm thinking the same probably. Okay. Um it definitely, you know, the being the last episode in a in a four-part movie is sort of weird. Um just you know, uh thinking about like uh tension and and um uh climax and ending and like all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like the I feel like the jokes were good. Um and as sort of a finisher to a movie, which I'll get into the, the movie part in a yeah. bit, but as sort of a you know, that's all good. But like just as an episode on its own, it's kinda like what are we even doing here? Sure. This is weird. I appreciate most of the jokes. So, you know, I I think I would probably be uh I I'll give it the same. I'll say a B. I think fits. Sure. And and I think that having the context of what we just watched, like if this came up in the, you know, on a shuffle on Futurama, I'd be like, this is, I don't, right. this sucks. Right. But because we have the context of the other three, it's, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's very good. Um, so what do you think about the, the movie as a whole Bender's game start mm-hmm. to finish? So I think this is the most successful of the movies we've seen so far. Agreed. Um, I, I think it, it does, it, it sets out to do something very, uh, very weird and does it pretty well. And I think that's something that Futurama does. Uh, they generally don't do this kind of like go off to another dimension for this. I think this is, but I do think this is more successful than the other two movies. Um, so I think, you know, I think I've been in roughly mid B, so I don't see any reason to, to remove that. Even if you put these all together, I think it would be roughly a B. Okay. Um, so I think I'm kind of actually kind of surprised myself here. I think I'm going to give it an A minus. Okay. Um, just squeaking in to get an A because I just kind of thinking about all of the jokes uh, from start to finish. Um, I I really enjoyed a lot of them. Um, you know, you you get back to sort of the the roots of Futurama, which is like a lot of really nerdy references. You know, as as a longtime dungeon master, like a lot of the the D and D jokes are really sure. good. 
Obviously, you've got a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff that comes up. You get a little Star Wars stuff, which is a little maybe (laughs) ham-fisted in how they they bring it in. But this was, I feel like, them being like, okay, we are nerds who like nerd things, and we are just going to go whole hog on this. Like, let's just be nerds. And I appreciated that. I think it loses some points just because... The story is fine. Yeah. It's sort of weird how they end up in D&D land. It's sort of abrupt how everything just finishes. I mean, Mommin literally wins in D&D land, and then they show up, and none of that seems to have mattered. Right. It was all sort of just to find out that Igner was the professor's son. That's true. It it, it did kind of peter like out at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's the only thing we really get out of going to D&D land, other than a handful of D&D jokes mm-hmm. and wipe castle and wipe castle um which is probably is i think the least successful joke in the whole thing but you know i just thought of it though you eat you know what she was just talking about with the diarrhea uh-huh. and it's all toilets there's layers no I, I i got it okay i'm late to that one good um go ahead but no so i mean all, all that said i i actually enjoyed this movie um i'm, all right. I'm gonna say a minus excellent Uh, So we would like to know what you all think about this movie, about more Pokemon stuff, (laughs) unfortunately, because that's all we seem to talk about these days. True. Jeremy. Jeremy as the, yeah. We have one. Okay. Name a ghost Pokemon Jeremy and then send us a screenshot of it and it'll make us happy. I don't really have anything to offer you. I mean, we could probably, I think we have stickers still. We we do. Um, we'll uh, send a sticker to the first person who sends us a, a <laughs> picture of a ghost Pokemon that you have named Jeremy in uh, Pokemon Go or any of the Pokemon games. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> it's the dumbest thing we've ever done. But I'll send you a sticker for it. It's Back to the Futurama. Um, Back to the Futurama logo stickers. We've got some. Yeah, we just want to talk to you all about Futurama or any of the other dumb stuff that I don't even remember talking about now. It's too hot because here it's, to remember. it's very hot. I'm sure a lot of it has been cut. Um, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this 12 minute episode about <laughs> Bender's game part four. Yeah. Send us an email. Uh, that's back to the Futurama podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can tweet at us at back to Futurama. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash back to Futurama. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So find us there, rate us, review us, subscribe, send to your friends, and let's all enjoy the Pokemon Futurama crew together. And of course, don't forget Patreon. We did this episode live uh, for Patreon supporters, $5 and up. Uh, we had, And we um, think they liked it, kind of, maybe. We had uh, resident... Uh, uh, grand midwife expert laura in the chat room um advocating for such advocating for the grand midwife and making uh jokes about levels of debate levels of debating and she just said that she freaking loved it so if you too would like to be an awesome supporter of back to the futurama you can do that at patreon.com slash back to futurama we've got a lot of different levels there with different sorts of rewards yeah. so Thank you, as always, to all of our patrons. And thank you, if you're not a patron, just for listening. And thank you for, for sending us a download. That's uh, we, we thank you for coming with us on this journey. 
I think that'll do it for us this week. I think it's, we've done it's enough hot. here. Let's get out of here. Until next week, when we talk about Into the Wild Green Yonder, part one. We talk about the start talking about the final movie. The final movie. I'm Ben. And I'm Mike. Goodbye, Goodbye from, from the, the world, world of tomorrow. tomorrow.